0: Most people don't do because they say, let me go learn first, then I come and do. When I am rich, then I do this. I must learn how to do, then I will do. No, you don't. You, you can always do and then make mistake. practice, get the feedback, practice. It's keep doing it, keep making the mistakes.
1: Hello and welcome. This is Puneet Surana and you are listening to the Galata podcast. Galata is a word from the Indian language Kannada that means the noise caused by a ruckus. This podcast is about starting up while we are still in college, testing ideas, creating a team, building something worthwhile and adding value to other people's lives. Join us as we discuss the thrill of earning your first buck. Tackling uncertainties, overcoming obstacles and delighting others. Most of all, the Galata podcast is about seeing, understanding and implementing so you can deliver on your audacious promise. The usual first question I ask most of my guests is, what were the conversations around dinner table when you were growing up?
0: First of all, in my growing up, We don't really have conversation on the table, okay? So I grew up in uh, Malaysia, and then later I migrated to Singapore at the age of eight. So I actually grew up as a Singaporean. I was born into a family of entrepreneurship, meaning Mm -hmm. it's always in selling and buying, you know? So thanks to my parents, if I look at the hindsight now, the way I am today in the area of communication Loving selling is maybe I've been taught that it's way. It's for you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So my my parents are very hardworking people. So always working, always in the shop. So we don't really have sit down dinners together very much.
1: Ready, right?
0: Yeah, like except on festive season. To answer your question, I don't really have a lot of conversation speaking. On the table discussion, also parents are not educated people, so they work very hard. That's what they know. All I do is I model a lot after them, but also working very hard. Conversation on the table is very limited. To except you do your homework, uh, you must do well in school. Make sure that you know you look after your brothers and the sisters because I am the eldest daughter. I have an elder brother, but I've got two more siblings below me, so it's always like. Look after your younger brothers and sisters, do your homework, clean the house. You know, it's always around such topics and instructional things, you know. And that's how I grew up. And uh, not like what you see in movies where there were discussions, there were time to discuss about your goal, your dream, what you want to do. No, it's always... Study hard, you know, so that you get good grades in school. Were you supporting your parents at the shop? Yes, so I grew up actually having to help my parents in the shops. So we sell shoes and clothes. Now you know why we like shoes, right? Yeah.
1: So, so big shoe fan.
0: Yeah, I'm a big shoe fan. Or so. oh, the
1: shoe dog as they call it. Uh
0: yes, yes. And that's where probably my entrepreneurship skills were all inculcated from there. I learned from there at a very young age on entrepreneurship, the art of selling, buying. Any
1: incident you recall very early, your mom or dad teaching you something very important?
0: I think my, my 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 dad taught me the art of business, meaning how do you buy shoes or stocks from wholesale, and then choosing the right product. I wish it's now because I know what shoe to choose, but at the age of you know ten to fourteen, I wouldn't. Problem. I would just help him hang around, but having to pick up stocks. And then,
1: what would he ask you to look for?
0: So he asked me to look for what's um, comfortable in shoes. What's new design or trend and all that. I always talk to the manufacturer to say what's new stock and all that. Mm. And then from there, how to markup and make wow. a profit. So at the young age, of the day, I wow. so understand everything that I buy from wholesale price with markup on you no know, the time the value we can put into bringing them close to their homes. Then I make a profit. So that's what I learned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell me the extent about your first profit. How young were you and how did you feel?
0: I think I was like at the age of 9, 10. 9 or 10. Yeah, I already uh, am communicating with people, making transactions or buy and sell. And then when I know that at the end of the day, when I saw my dad, you know, having all those money at the end of the day, counting, makes me realize that Hey, this is how he makes money and uh, look after us, give us education, bring food to the table. So when I see on the good days when the he, he gets a lot of money, then I know it's a good day he makes money. You know, in shops sometimes you got your up high day, low day. Some days there's not many customers, you can tell. But, you know, when you see he counts a lot of money that day, then I think I realise... That's yes, a good day. there's a good day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the amount of money he counts, you know, at the end of the day.
1: yeah. <laughs> you used to remind me of my childhood days too. Um, so one of the things we used to do as kids is, we mm-hmm. used to huddle up on the bed mm-hmm. and used to count a lot of cash. That's right. Because it was so much and there weren't any machines available. And we would know if there's a lot of bundles of cash on the bed, mm-hmm. we've had a good day.
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Totally,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and especially the weekends when the they used to go for collections. Correct. We used to be packed.
0: <laughs> correct. Correct. Weekends are always good days. Good, days. <laughs> good weekends is also the day that we have to work harder. Yeah. I don't get to go out with my friends, no. but I think there is a need to help in the shop. You know. Yep. So that's how I grew up. But that's so that's so wonderful
1: to know somebody. Through the childhood, on the weekends, hustling it inside the shop. Yes. Versus just watching a movie and stuff. Exactly. And I can see that in you now, that before we got on the conversation, she was mentioning how her work was her hobby, was her fun element, and how she enjoys what she's doing right now. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But tell me, what was your education and were you uh, educated in for marketing and business studies?
0: Yeah, yeah, I went through my normal high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the university because those days, girls are not expected to go to university. Mm-hmm. You are expected either to get a job, bring food to the table, or you're going to get married. Right after school? Uh, yeah, because uh, I know how old I am. I'm 65. Oh, she <laughs> so doesn't look 65. Yeah, so... I mean, the era that women, you either, let's say, go to school, get a job as a club, learn typing, be a secretary, be a club, and then, or you become a teacher, or you either, if you have a dream of travelling around the world, you want to dream to be a flight stewardess. Mm. Otherwise, get
1: married. What is your dream about
0: that? At that time, I don't have a dream. My dream is really to do well in my school, get a job, and bring food to the table because I just don't want to see my parents Work so work hard. So, hard yeah. mm, so my dream is to do well in school and hopefully I get a good job, which uh, I did in the end and work for a arms manufacturing company, semi-government we manufacture military equipment, ordnance. Wow.
1: So from shoes and clothing
0: into arms, arms. <laughs> yeah, big arms, yeah. Mm. And uh, I stayed in that job for ten years because I dis- when I, when I decided to start working, I asked, I told myself I must stay lawyer committed to what I do, and I will take stock after five years, and ten years, fifteen years. I would, I told myself, I'm going to take stock. So at the fifth year, I did it, and I, I I like it. I'm growing, so I stayed on. And at the ten year, and uh, I grew into the level of marketing executives and. By the ten year, I, I started to take stock. And that, that was the era where the introduction of mainframe computer, word mm-hmm. processing, I had to make a decision that at that time, shall I go and improve myself, learn computer programming, to compete with all the new young girls and people coming in who are computer science students. So I have to make a decision, shall I go and learn? Or I shall make decision to call it a day. It's also at this time I met Richard, and of course with with the believe again the mind the man is always around to support you. I have this uh, Richard told me if something you're not happy doing you don't feel like doing you are most welcome to call it the day mm-hmm. and make a change. So I'm supportive. Yeah, so with the safety, the assurance from Richard who encouraged me to choose my own path of what I want to do next. After 10 years working, I decided maybe it's a good time. I call it a day as an employee. And then I went on to uh, entrepreneurship.
1: What, what caused the change? Did you ask yourself a particular set of questions every time, um, It's
0: about, again, do I, do I want to go back and study computer science and get into the academics? Oh, I think it's about time I explore things on my own. And it's maybe in my blood, entrepreneurship business, that I feel that, you know, there's opportunities so available for me to run a food and catering business. And I thought, yeah, let's do it. And I jump into doing food and catering. Tell me, tell us more about it. So as I I said earlier, I worked 10 years in the military uh, outfit where we produce equipments for the Ministry of Defence. My work is about meeting people, visiting them, and I got to know everybody in the Ministry of. She's
1: a natural networker. Def- yeah,
0: her. I'm a networker. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, there were occasion. There was opportunity for this um, officers is this military outfit. The officer mess is available. Maybe I like to look into tendering oh. it and run it as the new operator because. They are looking for one, so I say, why not? So I I got the contract and I start to employ chef, waiter, waitresses. I'm sorry, I can't cook. Okay, so I can't. Whoa! But I definitely know how to manage business somehow and put together a team of waiter, waitresses, cook, chefs, and then start to operate the F&B outlet, and and that's how I started my entrepreneurship. Skills live for the next four five years in uh, running a few so ran for outlets. Five years? Yeah, so that's what I do before I joined Richard mm-hmm. in Success Resources was entrepreneurship
1: businesses. How did you meet Richard?
0: I met Richard in a non profit organization, very much like BNI Toastmaster. This is called Swap Salesman with a Purpose, where with purpose. where sales is in our blood. It's a gathering of. People who want to believe to champion the professionalism of sales. Again, those days sales was never looked up as a profession today, that respected by people. They they looked down on sales because of maybe the those days the insurance salespeople, the car dealership and the MLMers, the real estate people we will never look up as something today where they're all academic, they're educated. So we this is a club where we gather together to learn and grow as professional salespeople. It's an American-based club that we have a lot of speakers coming from America to speak to us, teach us, train, and we learn from there the art of selling. So it's the club that uh, I met Richard because all the like-minded there people and mm. and then one day we we do a lot of conference, we attend a lot of seminar. I Uh, As a club secretary, I get to go to Australia many, many times to attend conferencing representing Singapore Club. And then we were one day the international conference was held in Singapore Club, and so myself and the president and Richard we did this uh, conference. We did it so well for the club. We had eight hundred people. We made so much money for the club that. Someone said, Richard, you did, you're such a good uh, organizer. Why don't you do it as a business? A this
1: is an accident.
0: And so that's why we say we, <laughs> Success Resources was founded not by plan, but by accident. <laughs> so the, the three of us decided, why not then we set up Success
1: Resources. But, but by this time, you had your restaurant profile. Here. I still
0: have my restaurant. You
1: still have
0: Yeah, so I wasn't involved in the setting up mm-hmm. the business. It was Richard. And uh, our partner called Patrick, he's still Mm -hmm. around with us. We are three best friends. And I didn't join Richard until two years later when, by grace of God, Richard had cancer, colon cancer or stage two. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when you love a man, you just prepare to Mm -hmm. dump everything you do to look after the man of your love. And so I decided to close and give up all my restaurant business Mm -hmm. and went to help Richard on the context of looking after him, helping him, not even thinking of getting involved in the business. But what do you do when you follow him to the office after making sure he eats correctly? A lot of time. I got a lot of time, nothing to do. Yeah. And that year, we brought Tony Robbins to Singapore, 1996. Mm. And the phone call were non-stop ringing. Endlessly. Endlessly. And I thought, if I'm there, nothing to do, make myself used to. I pick up the phone and start answering calls. And then I start calling people, and I said, "Kind of like it, or if they need help myself, I just start that way." So I actually started then as yeah the telemarketer and get involved in the calling and the businesses until I know twenty seven years today. Still doing it. We are still doing <laughs> still doing the same thing, wow. selling, promoting. You know, and maybe that's what we are. Our mission is to. Do this as a part of what we do every day. You know, yeah, this is what I do. And how success sources was started?
1: Wow, how unusual! That, that's why at the podcast we encourage a lot of uh, listeners to go to these kind of meetings where you have Toastmasters, where you have conferences, salesmen with a purpose. If it is in India, check it up.
0: Yeah, Success again is my partner here. We run a lot of seminars together with Success again and if you have the opportunity to. You know, see one, hear one. Please come, you know, and just learn to connect with people. You like I say, you never know what's going to happen. Be open-minded to learning. Come and then you will find opportunities will show up.
1: The links of it is in the show notes where you can check out what SuccessGian is up to. They're doing some phenomenal work. I've been following them for eight to nine years now. Let's get into a few other aspects. You have this love and flair for selling. Over the time... What have you realized interacting with a lot of Indians? How do they react to the sales? Because we Indians look up to the way success gas and success resources does their selling. What are some things that you follow very actively?
0: I think the principle of selling, most people mistaken selling as hard sell. I have to exchange. You have to buy something for me and take your money. But I think what is, if you look at selling as communication, as influencing, impacting others, I think it will make Selling less intimidating, and you don't sell for the sake of selling because I want your money. I need a commission. But when you sell, you actually you're communicating something to the other person. It's the enthusiasm that is the first thing you need to have. That you know energy. We also learn also that selling is energy. The one with the highest energy actually wins. So in your communication with the right energy, adding a lot of value. It's not about getting your money out of your view, but giving you what you need, giving you the things that you know you, you value, add a lot of value, that it will somehow touches the heart of the opposite party to say, hey, something great about this person I'm talking to, I want it. And that's where I guess the magic happens. They're willing to part with their money to acquire your services, you know. So don't look at selling as selling, but look at what can I add value to this person? How do I communicate to them? How can I influence them to buy this idea, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of pushing it pushing. to them, yeah. So I think that's how we train ourselves to look at selling the way it is, not, com- not selling, you know. It's
1: more about influencing.
0: Influencing, yeah. yes.
1: Impacting. What have you seen as a common thing that stops a lot of young women to start up or to build a business? I think it's belief. Mm -hmm. I
0: think we have a lot of self-belief or beliefs that were handed out to us by our parents, Mm -hmm. our teachers, our schools, our country. So we all have a lot of beliefs or we call programming that Mm -hmm. made us to be who we are today. And in order for that to change, to achieve whatever you want to do or you need to first change your belief. So you need to go analyze your belief. Is what my belief empowering me or disempowering me? Is my belief stopping me from doing something or encouraging you to go forth? And how do you change your belief is by again surrounding yourself with people who believe in you, right. empowers you and then you also have to then continue to invest time in yourself to learn and work on discovering your limiting beliefs and be willing to, you know, change it. And that's the first step you need to do. And there are many, many seminars,
1: gurus, teachers. Are there, are there any beliefs that your parents would keep Inculcating in you, in your elder brother, definitely. I, I mean, being Asian, very much like
0: mm-hmm. Indian culture, our belief system should be very similar. Right. Meaning, our parents taught us: um, as girls, you need to first go to school, mm-hmm. um, study hard, get good results, get a good job, and finally get married, be happy, right? Mm-hmm. This, uh, and then you need to look after your siblings, you to look after your aged parents you know they depend on us to look after them and then other beliefs very much is respect the elder be kind to people so i grew up with all these beliefs that very strong to myself and of course these are very empowering beliefs that i continue to either make it better enhance it Uh, but in the area of course, career beliefs, I don't really get a lot of guidance from my parents. As I say, they only want me to go get a job. And how do I change or get out of it or not stuck with what they believe and follow their instruction and
1: probably, all about
0: work yeah, yeah, exactly. That uh-huh. work happy, be happy, go get married and children is like Cinderella ever after. <laughs> I, I didn't um, choose that path because I was fortunate. As I say I at the early age I stumbled on personal development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how old were you? How young were you? I guess it's in my twenties early twenties. Yeah. So I did I went to this as I say, I was part of this club mm-hmm. movement and um I stumbled on personal development. It's not just selling, but personal growth. So my first uh, program was Earn Nightingale. Oh. Acres of diamond. You know, Good so idea.
1: My, it's a wonderful...
0: Yeah, if you have a chance, you know. Those days when I learned it was it was big cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. We all, like 20 people gathered in a room. We watch a video. A facilitator mm-hmm. came out, explained. And we have a word book. We just do our exercise and discussion. That's my first personal development training I got. And from there, I realized there's more to life mm-hmm. than you just...
1: exposure, yeah.
0: You know, getting a job and then make money and get married. You know, which I still do, but I think there's more to life than serving, giving, mm-hmm. and there's greatness in you that we can play a bigger game than just play small like everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's where, from there, why today I do what we do, why Success Resources, Success scan is doing what we are doing, because myself, children, I'm sure, has experienced that personal change in us Internally, to give us the foundation to be able to bring all these world class trainings and gurus, books, CD tapes, you know, for the mass for people right. who who can choose now to also follow uh, the path of personal development and business development because it works on us and I can't think of better things to do except to continue to. Take this whole as journey, like a mission to change life globally, to inspire India, to inspire women. Mm. And of course, including the men, you know, in all aspects of personal okay. development, self-growth, business, and that we can make the world a better place. That's a,
1: that's a, that's a fantastic cause. And now I understand why you get so much energy from She's just flown in from London and she's going to be headed to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the sixth day of her constantly speaking on stage, off stage, making events happen. How do you unwind? How do you relax? What do you do?
0: I go shopping. <laughs> I just went shopping yesterday. Wow. So shopping is so. It's like shopping is like therapy to me. I get to walk as part of my exercise. I think shopping makes me happy because... I see beautiful things and I watch people. I also understand the economy of the country. The, shopping. Yeah, yeah, through shopping. Um, that's one way I unwind. I love to go to the spa, the oh. massages. That's another way I unwind. And the other thing is I find what's very fulfilling for me is meeting people, talking to
1: people talk about that because there's so many young women i meet Uh, i meet about 500 of them every week and i realize a lot of them come from a lot of orthodox families or come from parts of india where it's a very small family Mm. and you don't get comfortable with new people Mm. how would you suggest them to start interacting with more people and networking i think you have gotten it naturally being at the shop interacting with customers coming in walk-ins how do you suggest them to get comfortable with new people and strike a conversation Okay, so first they must believe in themselves. There's greatness in them. Okay?
0: And that the way to bring about your greatness to them is to speak up. Alright? To communicate. So, then you then you have to start to build on your confidence. Because most of us, let's say, we have self-esteem problem. We think we are not good enough. The limiting belief. If you're not good enough, not smart enough, and not beautiful enough, and I don't know also how to do it. And I believe that, you know, you don't need to know everything to do something. Mm. It's, I th- again, as you probably heard, we just spoke earlier in the seminar for my Kim. You get to get into motion, into the doingness. Mm. Most people don't do because they say, let me go and learn first, then I come and do. When I am rich, then I do this. I must learn how to do, then I will do. No, you don't. You you can always do and then make mistakes, practice, get the feedback, practice. It's keep doing it, keep making the mistakes. You will be so good. I mean, what is success we learn? Success is making more, more mistakes. The more mistakes you make, the better you become. Mm-hmm. So I think first, as young girls or someone who wants to learn this, how to communicate is. Believe yourself that you are greatness in you. You are good enough, all right? That God has given us enough skills, passion for you to unleash it. And then with that gives you self-esteem. And then you need to take action and practice. Don't don't be afraid to look bad. Mm. Now, I know why we stop doing what we do is because we have so much fear in us, limiting belief, fear of looking bad, fear of people laughing at us. We are thinking we are stupid, we are not being intelligent, not beautiful enough. These are all things that will stop us from taking the first step. So my suggestion is that, one, you surround yourself with people who believe in you. You surround yourself with people who think like you, like-minded, and then create the same environment that, it's okay to make mistakes because mistakes only get you to take the next step. You see, we are now at a women conference, mm-hmm. all women only. So maybe sometimes it's to attend an all-women program that you feel safe mm-hmm. because you'll see we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We all look alike. We, we want the same thing. Yeah, We all want to look beautiful. We want to be successful. We want to be happy. We all want to marry a nice, good Charming. husband, you know. So it's a safe environment for us to speak up, because if it's in the sometimes in the environment there are too many men, the man gets yeah. all the attention and we women are being mm-hmm. sidelined. So, for those who really have the fear, then I think going to a all women group first as first step. step, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and get good at that, then go and impact the men too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> The men needs to hear from us too. <laughs> they got things to learn from us, definitely.
1: You know. I think I think we have touched a very important point of finding a space where you're comfortable. Yes. To start. Who have been your early influences, Veronica?
0: I have a faith. My faith is in God. Uh-huh. So my greatest influencer is still God, Jesus, because I'm a Christian. So my driving force has been very very biblical. And um, other influencers are like Mother Teresa. Um, we're,
1: you know. having, we're having uh, a doctor who treated Mother Teresa on the show. Oh,
0: so really? That's baby that. nice. And then um, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. And then, of course, for the twi- last 27 years, I've been meeting so many inspirational business teachers, gurus from the likes of... Like Robert Kiyosaki, Kim Kiyosaki, whom I learned about financial literacy, Tony Robbins on personal power, and oh, you know, you name it, the whole list. Yeah. T. half from mm. Millionaire Mind, and even all the, everybody, every speaker I I put on the stage, I must learn something from them. Otherwise, like I say I won't put them up there because every speaker I put up, I make sure they will add a lot of value to the customers, to the to the audience in the room, see. So to me, I think every human has something we can learn from. So if I have an opportunity to learn someone, I will pick it up and use it.